Pronto, Princenza. Oh, pronto, Randy. And welcome, everyone, to our seventh episode of it. Pronto. Can you believe it's seven? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Welcome, everyone, tuning in to our seventh episode of our lifestyle podcast called Pronto. We're excited to talk about all things beauty, conversation, current events, yeah. life. I love it. We talk about yeah. everything and anything here at Pronto. So welcome, everyone. And how are you, Randy? Really good. I'm excited today to talk to India. Me I, too. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I have a passion for branding. Oh, well, why don't you share with our viewers a little bit about that? Well, Curry Hair, Skin & Nails has been in business 45 years this year. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, along with Pronto. You know, we branded Pronto and uh, Corella. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really looking forward to see what she has uh, tips to uh, do. Right, right. I, I'm always learning, right? We right. never stop yeah. learning. Yeah. And that's really, really important. No matter at what, what point you're at in your business or in life, you never stop learning because the world is evolving. Right. Business is evolving. Even social media and marketing is constantly evolving right. and, it, and you have to just adapt and pivot. Yeah. I mean, it was the, the, the famous word of the pandemic, but I feel like we've been pivoting our whole lives in business, right? right. Yeah. So it's just became more popular and well, known through the pandemic. And now that's all we do is adapt and pivot as we continue to grow and thrive in our businesses, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Technologies change mm -hmm. everything. So, oh yes, that's right. Technology is always changing. Right. Just look at the high tech, fancy technology mm -hmm. we have here just to be able to brand and market. It's another opportunity. Hosting a podcast is another great opportunity to really market and brand your company or your own personal brand. Right. And it's the beauty of it and right. being relevant in today's day and age. Yes, it's important to have a updated website very, very important and have a updated social media platform of choice, whether it is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or there's so all, many, right? or them all, yep, or all the above, but right. making sure that you're staying relevant right. because that's really, really important, whether you're branding your business or branding yourself. Yeah. And if you look at the company like Apple, like mm. what makes them stand out? It's because like everyone's on the same page and Apple, right? Like technology wise and you know, the marketing wise. How do you how do you come up with your marketing? I guess you would say through this 45 years that Curry has been in existence, how have you come up with your marketing and how have you adapted over the years? I, I was lucky enough to meet a designer early on mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Dory Griffith, and she's marvelous. And uh, she designed uh, our logo and, uh, you know, mm. she designs all the ads. You know, it's really challenging to keep on uh, point on branding. Like, right, right. you know, you have to, you know. As you can see, this ad up right here, right? Just to give a little shout out. Yeah. A little about branding and whatnot. See, and that's, that's key. Right. Because it paints the picture of your mission, your business mission or your personal branding mission. And you're right. You're right. so right about that. So you found someone that was knowledgeable and professional and was experienced in that. And that's who you brought on board, right. which, which, which is smart. That's smart business. Right. Now, for those that maybe have to figure it out themselves, it's asking yourself, what's your mission? What's your purpose? What, what, 
what is your, well, who is your audience? That's, I think the most important right. question to ask is who is your audience? And that's something that really will play a part in figuring out your marketing plan and branding plan and strategy. I know with the restaurant, I'm always evolving. The restaurant is constantly evolving and I have to keep up with it. Right. And it's it's sometimes difficult because you feel exhausted just when you get into the swing of things, you start promoting something, you have to change it all over again. Right. So it's constantly just pivoting and pivoting again and pivoting again and again. Um, but when it comes to my personal branding, just as myself, I believe in being truly authentic and right. not and not putting out something that I don't believe in that stays aligned with my morals and values. That's really yeah. important to me and represents me. So when I'm thinking about brand, how I brand and market myself, I always think about, okay, what aligns with my morals and values? Right. Uh, you know, and I always remind myself of that. Again, everyone's different, right? right? Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah. They have to do what's best for them. Yeah. So we're all about marketing, right? Well, well <laughs> When an organization has a passion or message and the people that work in an organization, you know, believe the same message, you end up with a strong branding concept right? because everyone's moving in the same direction. Right, right. And people can tell when it's not authentic. Right. I, I believe that yeah. when you have a strong branding message, whether it's for your business or for your yourself, personal branding of yourself, you know, I really believe that people can tell when it's not authentic or it's not real. And right. they, they can tell. They're smarter. Our right. audience and uh, uh, I say your followers or your customer base, they know. They're smarter than we think. The consumer is smarter than we think. So we always have to pay attention to that. Um, yes, stay true to what your mission is and what you believe in, but always you know, take into consideration your audience. Right. Right. So, so always something to do and something to think of. And nowadays, like social... Uh, uh, topics are important that you mm -hmm. get in the side, right side of whatever's going on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I also believe it's making sure that you put yourself, I guess you say in the right, I guess in front of the right people, like you knew that you had to find someone who was experienced in branding and you, you saw you were able to find that person. Well, right. we found someone who is a very experienced in branding and marketing, who is also a dear friend, which I'm excited to introduce. You like that segue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. We found someone. Yes, there she is. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. We're excited to welcome our guest today. It's India Sage Williams. India is a Ghana. I always say I want to make this, I want to get this right because it's important. She's Ghanaian, Liberian American, and absolutely stunning, as you can see. She is a brand communication um, strategist and a the co-owner of one of the best brand development agencies in the world, FF and ISMA. After transitioning out of the media industry, she pivoted into the branding industry to help companies do a better job of telling their story and improving their customer connections and experiences. She works alongside of her co-founder, UX web designer, Amira Mead, and a team of branding experts. When they decided to merge companies, they set out to accomplish three main goals, transform and improve the way businesses connect with their audience on a global stage through creative strategy and international design, and become a guiding light for women in business, branding and tech, and one day lead 
as impact investors. They are grateful to have the opportunity to assist brands with establishing their identity, ensuring their promise to their communities, and effectively sharing their story at key touch points of their customers' journey. So wow, wow, wow. wow. Please welcome India Sage Williams. <laughs> India, Welcome, I, India, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, so the, I'm sorry. So for those tuning in, I have a personal connection with India, as you can tell, right? I'm sure everyone listening was like, she knows her. I can tell. Right? <laughs> Randy, India and I go way back. Really? Yeah, we do. Right, India? <laughs> yes, we do. I was just thinking about that the other day. I said, it's amazing how roles reverse. I remember mm. when I was interviewing you, and I believe that was for Delaware's 30 Under 30, mm. and you were accepting an award. And I was like, I love her. Your energy was amazing. And you were on the other side. You were making me feel like that was a really good interview. So I'm yes. really happy to be here, as well as with you, Randy. I'm super excited to get started. Well, we're excited we to have too. you. And I've had the opportunity to kind of um, bring Randy up to dates, you know, by sharing with him that you are the real deal. Yes. You, I mean, you have been boots on the ground, active in the community, empowering women and just helping individuals really brand their business to a much larger scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are probably one of the most hardworking, I call a superwoman wow. uh, that I know, a mother, right? A mother, a businesswoman and just, oh, yeah. I know she's everything, which I love. And that's why I was, I was said to Randy, I was like, we need to feature her because she's an inspiration to many. I really appreciate that. That introduction was so beautiful. I can't thank you enough for always, you know, seeing my light. And I think that's important to see in each other. Um, I think that allows us to be able to build and create and have opportunities, have conversations like these. So I'm really glad that we connected and let's get started today. Yes, definitely, uh, yeah. definitely. So let's dive right into things. So tell us what it means to be a brand communication strategist. So I'll say I'll start with Uh, giving just a little bit of backstory on me, Mm -hmm. just so that people have an understanding of, you know, why I believe that brand communication is so similar to storytelling. So my background is primarily in mass communications. I went to Delaware State University and I majored in mass communications with a concentration in TV, radio, and film production. So my background is heavily invested in the communication style and finding creative ways to interact and to communicate with other people. And so I took that and really um, invested my time in learning more about my craft and what niche I wanted to fit Mm. in because the mass communications field is so vast what you can actually Mm -hmm. do within it. And so you get a broad overview, but to really make yourself strong in the areas that your clients are going to need you to be strong in, it's really important for you to continue to stay up to date with your craft. So I decided even after college and even after working in numerous newsrooms and, uh, you know, eventually um, transitioning into digital communications, I started to look for certified programs that could educate me on the process and again just help me to kind of niche down in the direction that I wanted to go in which was digital and strategic communications Mm -hmm. and so from there I really learned that what I was doing as a broadcast journalist which was Mm -hmm. my 
first um, job role and opportunity. Well, actually, I was a production assistant, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> once I became a broadcast journalist, well, she's a woman. <laughs> once, I, once I worked my way up a little bit uh, and became a broadcast uh, journalist, I really found a passion for storytelling at the heart of everything that um, communications holds, um, I believe is a really good story. And from mm -hmm. there, it really depends on the medium from which you communicate it. And so while I was educating myself and really developing my skill set as a brand strategist and focusing on digital communications, I realized that these worlds were so similar mm -hmm. and it really um, took just sitting down and identifying where are my strengths and my weaknesses in um, communications and where is it that I can improve? And so I started there, right? So I started with the research, I started with the development of myself, um, and then I decided to start taking on clientele. Um, mm -hmm. And so working alongside of a UX web designer is probably one of the best things for a brand communication strategist. So okay. as you ask, you know, what is the importance of a brand communication strategist or what is a brand communication strategist? Mm -hmm. A brand communication strategist is someone that can take your vision and, under, and your personal understanding of what you want to create and make that happen through strategy, through planning, and through testing. And so, again, working alongside of a UX web designer is so crucial to a strategist because, and mm -hmm. vice versa, because that designer really has to have an understanding of what a client wants or what a company wants. Mm -hmm. And so certain time, oftentimes there are questions that you have to ask that a designer just might not be thinking about because they're just simply there to design. They're, mm -hmm. there, they're there to build the vision. They're there to make the vision come to life visually. But as far as the steps to get there, they don't really want to consume themselves with that because it's so much work alone in the design field. I have a new mm -hmm. founded love, appreciation, and respect for brand designers. Um, mm -hmm. So shout out to my business partner, Amir Mead. Um, she's <laughs> amazing and I see her work day in and day out mm -hmm. and really um, just elevating her game from each and every brand that she works on. And I think that she's amazing. But back to what I was saying, a designer and a strategist mm -hmm. complement each other so much because your strategist is really helping you to put together that blueprint and that plan that's going to allow your brand to live on, not only online, um, mm -hmm. but to make sure that it's consistent across the board on offline, advertisement, any of your marketing initiatives. It all relies on your branding. So I always tell people, invest in your strategy first. Invest in developing what is the plan, whether that's hiring a team, whether that's hiring a strategist, whether that's trying to figure it out on your own, because I mean, most business owners do, right? I mean, right. when you started, you're just trying to figure out, okay, what do I do for the next month? Most right. small business owners that are just getting started are not thinking about a quarterly plan. What am I doing for quarter one? What am I doing for quarter two? Mm -hmm. They're just thinking about the fact that they have to get through the next month, make their sales, make their revenue, invest it back in their business and keep it moving and hope this ship keeps going. Right. But if you really want to know where is the ship going and what direction do we need to take to get there, you have to sit down and commit to a strategy. And mm. that's what a communication strategist helps you do. 
I appreciate that, India. That was so informative because as you're talking, I'm like, wow, she's right. It's about storytelling. It really is. And how you need to make sure you have the right team to help you tell that story. That's right. And your your team is able to do that for businesses or individuals who are branding themselves. And I have witnessed you do that. We have mutual friends and I've had the opportunity to actually interview on my Good Morning Wilmington show, some of her clients, right? Right. Right. And and I'm just blown away with how they are, one, obviously accomplished, accomplished, talented, strong women that I get to meet. But the way that their their branding is put together in a beautiful, it's almost like a beautiful package and it's presented so professional looking. And that is, the this is, India and her team is the brains behind that. And it, it really does make a difference. Even just for the first time meeting some of your clients, you look at their, their website, you look at their social media, because that's a part of my job when I'm hosting Good Morning Wilmington. Right. I research my, my guests before they come on the show. So I ha- have a little background and I'm just so blown away with her clients and how organized and professional their websites look and their social media is up to date and they're constantly showing showcasing their true authentic self. Right. And it's real stuff. Right. And, and that's, again, going back to what India offers and her services. And I, again, I, I only... Sp- I'm only saying this because I've witnessed this. Right. And that's why I felt like, gosh, India really needs to be on our our yeah. podcast to let more people know about what she's doing. I appreciate that so much. I mean, you really hit it on the head there, Vincenza, because when I think about branding, oftentimes we do just look at the end result, right? Mm-hmm. We see the nice, pretty packaged and everything looks great. But there is a moment of time behind the full reveal of a project and a project Mm -hmm. could be one of our clients going on your show, right? Mm -hmm. How can we tie this into another moment for the brand that allows it to promote uh, what my client is doing? And Mm -hmm. so you want to think in advance to, okay, this client is getting ready to go on this show, but what are we going to do to prepackage this moment Mm -hmm. or or push it after the fact, after they are on the show? There's so many ways that you want to really... um, plan ahead. And that's more important to me than the pretty package on the end at the end. Yes. What's the biggest mistake people make Mm. in uh, launching a a company? I think Mm. that in launching a company or a brand, (laughs) um, you know what, before I get on my high horse, right. Let me be realistic, right? And let me truly put myself in my own shoes and let me put myself also in that shoes without any of the knowledge and information that I have. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's any mistakes. Mm. I think that in business, everything is testing. In Mm -hmm. branding, everything is testing. Um, Besides the concrete information that you know, like, okay, Hopefully you hire a great strategist so they put together a strong strategy and hopefully you find a good designer that actually does really great designs. All of the decisions that happen in between that, I feel like really help you as a business owner to learn what it is that you need in order to elevate your brand. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't think that there's actually mistakes that people make. I think that it's actually the lack of what they do Mm. that is the problem. It's not what they do, but it's what they're not doing. And I think that in the beginning process, and I wish this was something that I knew early on, I learned it pretty fast though, but I, (laughs) listen, I needed to figure it out. 
Um, you want to make sure that you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Mm. After you have to surround yourself with people that are more skilled, more intentional, more strategic with what they're great at. Right. And if there's something within your business that you're not great at, then don't look at that as A, an insecurity, or B, just simply ignore it and hope it goes away. Find the solution for your issue, just as you would want someone else to find you as a solution. Mm. And so I think that it's really important early on when people are launching businesses and there's so much that has to happen before that, because we're talking about branding, but the business development is a whole nother story. It all connects, but Mm -hmm. that's a different side of what you need to actually do to make sure that you have a legitimate business. But as far as just your branding goes, I think that it's really, really important for you to hire people that are great at what they're great at Mm -hmm. and allow them to become an investment, right? So when you're investing in a service or you're investing in a employee, you're truly investing your time, money, and resources into something or someone that's going to be able to generate back for you a result, whatever that Mm -hmm. result is, invest in that. And I think that people just don't invest their, um, they don't know the importance of investing. And I think that it's really important for us to, for myself to educate mm-hmm. um, other business owners about that and kind of like champion that because investing in your brand and yourself is really important. Yes, that's so true. What about when you have a brand and you know it's put together correctly and, and you have a mission statement and, but, you know, difficulty I'm finding now after COVID is employees, you know, aren't like-minded enough to, you know, follow the dreams, sort of speak. So, you know, it's challenging to, because if you're trying to, you brand yourself around customer service, mm-hmm. uh, it's challenging to get people to be excellent at customer service. Do you have any uh, remarks on that? Absolutely. I think that's a really good, great question because it allows me to touch on a key element within your branding um, that you need to build early on. And so back to, you know, the original question um, that you asked me, the reason why it's so important for you to invest in your brand and to find people that are good at what they do is because they're going to start asking you questions about your business that you're not necessarily thinking about right now. And those long-term, which is what you're talking about, is a long-term effect of a, uh, a problem, right? That happened early on, but let's say, for instance, you know, we're just now recognizing that during the pandemic. I think that sometimes situations bring out uh, the, uh, uh, what would I call it? It kind of brings out the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It it kind of uncovers for Mm -hmm. you, um, what it is that is actually, uh, wrong, Mm -hmm. right? What it is that's actually wrong or has been something that you could have fixed early on. So starting in the beginning, I would say your brand values cannot be limited to just one value. 
Because when people are going to crowd around a dream or crowd around a plan and support that, they have to have some type of emotional connection to that plan. And it has to matter to them in the same way that it matters to you. But let's say, for instance, our values are not all the same, right? We all have different values and what is mm -hmm. what matters to us. And so for your employees, customer service is not a value to them, but love and family and knowing that this is a, a loyal company, right? That makes me feel connected to that, mm -hmm. plan, right? Or let's say, for instance, one of your values is community service and your business believes in helping the community and investing back into the community. And you find people that find that value to be near and dear to their heart, right? Mm -hmm. I work for Habitat for Humanity. Sorry, shameless plug. I, I don't work for them or affiliate with them at all, but they just came to mind. Mm -hmm. um, Habitat for Humanity, right? Volunteers that work there volunteer because they are connected to a value within that company that stands mm -hmm. out for them. And so I would say diversify your values in a way that makes your uh, employees feel recognized, feel seen, feel heard, feel uh, like their best matters, right? I don't mm -hmm. think people give their best if they don't feel challenged, if they don't mm -hmm. feel appreciated if they don't feel a connection. And so when you allow yourself to kind of build in on that value, but don't just say it's a company value, right? And that's where branding gets a little bit deeper when you really start to integrate it, weave it into the culture of your business, right? And so again, if, you're, if your value is giving back, we don't just say our value is giving back. We really team up with local uh, um nonprofits and we commit to doing the work and we serve for free. Um, a company that I really like that does that is Capital One. Um, mm -hmm. And they really go out of their way to show up um, and invest back into the community in different ways. Another company that does that is called True Access Capital. I actually just did an event with them. They really uh, go out into the community and uphold that value within their uh, organization. And I think that's what is something that I would suggest um, for a business owner that's kind of seeing a change in employee retention, employee um, investment. I think mm -hmm. that it's really about helping them to understand why does this all matter to them in the long run, whatever that value is. Great. That was an incredible answer. Yeah. I, I, I was, I couldn't, I was, I was like, She's so right. She's right. She's right. The whole time, I'm like, yes, you're right, India. You're, but you're so. It's so true what you're saying, and and even though Randy asked the question, I was also like, yeah, that's a great question, Randy. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm curious too because even though I'm in the restaurant industry and he's in the beauty industry, uh, still our words worlds are colliding, and and we're in the industry of service. That's right. And and that's you know we're providing a service, and I feel that you are so right, and it's it's very very true. Very, very true what you just said. But I, I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to shift gears a little bit because I know I know I want to tie it back to you. Like what inspires you and keeps you motivated to keep going? Because I'm inspired daily with what you do. And I've been watching you and cheering you on, but I'm always learning something, as you can see. Where, you know, just this conversation alone, I'm learning something. But what inspires you and keeps you motivated to keep going? I would say <clears throat> I really evolved in that in my answer to that, um, because I think before I would think about um, things or I would think about moments or people. Um, mm -hmm. And now I think what inspires me the most is rest. Oh. 
Um, I've learned that it's not a thing. It's not a person. Um, now there are so many people in my life. There's so many people in my life that are so <laughs> inspiring. They really are. And I would say they truly are. Um, my business partner for one is definitely someone that inspires me. My family inspires me. So there's people, there's, there's definitely people. But when I think about, um, where I am now in my life and what I find to be moments where I'm able to be the most creative. I think that's what is an indication of I'm inspired. I start mm-hmm. to feel creative and I'm like, I got to write this down. I got to write this idea down. I gotta... When I'm in that mood and feeling, that's when I am just resting and I'm mm-hmm. in my skin and I am just relaxed. And that's when I'm the most inspired because my mind can actually process one thought to another. And I'm not thinking about my client launches and I got to do this interview and I got to do X, Y, and Z. My day is just rest. And I think that for me as a woman and where I am now, rest is so important. Excellent. Excellent. So India, we have some questions that our our listeners are typing in. So I want to make sure I answer these questions, which is so great that we have everyone listening. Clearly there's a need because we have these questions. So what are the, the, I guess you would say the least expensive ways to promote your business? Maybe just like some quick tips and tricks. That's a really good question. And so really quickly, I want to help to just break down for the um, person who asked the question. And thank you so much for asking that. I want to break down the difference between promote and market right? Because most people confuse those two when they're talking about what they're trying to do, right? Mm -hmm. So if the objective is to sell a product, then you're going to advertise it, right? And if the objective is to talk about a product that you're selling, Mm -hmm. then you're going to promote it, right? And so when I think about what you're trying to accomplish in terms of you are a business owner that may not feel like you have the budget to invest in advertisement, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're still thinking about a way to connect with your audience without utilizing funds right now, Mm -hmm. because it's just not a part of the budget. You still want to interact and connect with your audience and let them know, hey, we're here, we exist. Don't forget about us. I would say some least expensive ways to do that is to promote your business, not only through social media, which of course is going to be your immediate thought. Oh, I'll put it on Instagram. I'll put it on Facebook. I'll put Mm -hmm. it on LinkedIn, wherever it is that you, your audience is, right? But you also want to couple that with an email marketing plan. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely say if you can afford to get your website done, if you can go ahead and get get a professional email box mm-hmm. and um, also subscribe with a, there are so many email builders out there that you can also look into. Um, and an email builder will allow you to create the template of your email that you are trying to send so that it is branded mm-hmm. um, and again, consistent with your branding across the board. But you also want to make sure that you're tying back in opportunities for your audience to go from your social media to your website, from your website to your social media. Why? Because if that is your main uh, customer journey, right? Let's say, for instance, again, because you only promote on social media, right? Mm -hmm. You don't run ads, so you don't have a uh, specific way that you're targeting your audience. You're just trying to promote to them. 
you would definitely want to make sure that you are tying in opportunities for people to go from social to web. So an instance of doing that is on your website, it may say, hey, if you're a fashion brand, let's say, for instance, on your website, it may say, hey, check out some of these styles on real people or on our beauties. And then they'll have a social media grid built into their website. Now you can click it and see what would that item look like on you. And believe it or not, those help to make purchase decisions for the for the um, buyer. And so let's say, for instance, that buyer then sees a picture on your Instagram that you're promoting and it says, hey, visit our website and get 15% off in the caption, right? Mm. Now I've seen what the dress looks like. I think that looks really cute. I'm going to go back to the website and I'm going to use my 15% off new member discount code. So you want to be able to just find ways to tie your audience back through their journey, however that may be. Because now when they give you their information for that 15% off code, you mm -hmm. can then run an email to them to remind them of every upcoming deal, sale, event, mm -hmm. opportunity that's coming. That's very true. Randy, you you actually are very good at that with your businesses and it seems to yeah. be very effective. Yeah, we have a list of 40,000 emails that we email constantly. Right, but yeah. that's also accumulated over 45 years so that, you know, you've worked hard to earn that many contacts in your database. And, and that's through consistency and making sure that you're constantly trying to figure out ways to connect with your audience and just by a simple email blast. And, and, and you're right, or even just offering a discount code. I believe, I believe last time we had our pot, we, we filmed our podcast, we offered a discount code, or maybe it was two episodes ago. Right? So um, but just to be able to, I guess you would say, engage the followers to keep coming back, and which That's I think right. is very clever. And it's, it doesn't, if you think about it, it does, it's not as costly. It really isn't. I mean, yes, it does cost you something, but it's, it's a, something that you can try to figure out and make it work. And I, I think it's, I think it's reasonable. Yeah. So, Please. I'm sorry. And I was going to say, when you create opportunities as well to, again, kind of connect your brand values back into your communications, I think that it really reminds people that they're not there to just buy a product. Like consumers mm -hmm. are getting tired of brands that are just like, buy me, buy me, buy me. Right. Every single time they turn around, it's a sale, it's a this, it's a that. Sometimes they just want to get updates about what is the brand doing or mm -hmm. what are some ways that you can make your customers feel special, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you, you can also use those as opportunities to diversify your messaging strategy so that you're not only just selling. Right, right. Well, so I have a follow-up question from the same person, um, which I love when we get questions. Yeah. And I always want to try to make sure I get them all. I know there was another one, so I don't want to forget the other one. But the follow-up question from the same individual is, how do you measure success? For me, I would say that success is really dependent on what your goal is. And everybody mm -hmm. has different goals. And so that's why, again, strategy is so important because it allows you to really analyze what are your goals. And your goals are going to look different per quarter, mm -hmm. per year, per five years. It's going to look very different for what you would like to accomplish or what you want to get accomplished. But let's say, for instance, you're just looking at a quarter basis. You may have a set of goals that span over those three months. So for January, it may look like we want to increase engagement. And so it would be wise of you to take those three months 
I would say longer, but to take those three months to really test um, your strategy and mm-hmm. to see if that is connecting with your audience and pay attention to your analytics because that's what's going to allow you to know if you need to pivot, if you need to change something. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Smith had a quote and I believe he said, if you uh, fail fast, fail forward, fail fast, something of that nature, mm-hmm. don't quote me on it, but it's in those terms of right. fail fast so that you can mm-hmm. learn what's not working and and correct it. Um, So it's really important for you to pay attention to your data. Um, One of the Mm -hmm. things that I specialize in is data analytics because I have to make informed decisions. I would love to say that I rely only on my skill, but that's very egotistical. I rely on reading the data. What is the data telling me? Is the data telling me that this is working? Then great, let's double down on that. If the data is telling me that this is a dumpster fire, we got to put it out. So you really have to pay attention to that to make those informed decisions. And that will give you the answer of what were we successful? Because success doesn't always look like 100% reaching your goal. You might look at it and say, okay, for this first quarter, we just want to get this percentage done of X, Y, and Z, and then utilize the rest of the year to really make that happen. But if you rush um, through goals, oftentimes I know like we're in a goal culture and everybody just wants to like show up (laughs) with the end result. I get it. But if you really want to accomplish those goals, you have to make sure that you are paying attention to what you're doing throughout the year. Um, because that's what's going to really give you an understanding of if you're succeeding or not in your endeavor. Very true. How about designing a web uh, site? Uh, What are some mistakes that people make? I think that right now there is such an influx of people entering into business and and entrepreneurship. And so For the most part, there's so much information about what is necessary and what they need um, in order to have a functional business, right? And I think that there is a niche of people that do believe that you can build websites on your own. And you absolutely can. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. There is even website there's website domains that you can visit that will help you build a website. Now, the issue with that is, is that when you're just building a website and you don't have knowledge behind um, what it is that you're doing, I guess that's really kind of the simplest way I can say, Mm -hmm. when you don't really have knowledge on how to Uh, design the website in a way that really helps a customer go through a journey, Mm. then there are certain elements that you might miss in building that site. And that is really crucial Mm. to your sales process, right? So if we're talking about the layout, um, some errors that I think that people make is that in their hero or their main banner section, they are not captivating their audience fast enough and letting them know what it is that you provide as a solution for them and why they should stay on this website. That's Mm -hmm. the number one thing. You have to be able to, and I think you only have like 
max five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Someone that is, let's say for instance, have you ever been to a website where you're just like thinking of a quick cooking recipe and you're just trying to find the recipe and you're willing to click on like any of them just to read it and see, is this the right one? Was this the last one I looked at? Right. You got to really be invested in what they are saying in order mm-hmm. to stay on that website. And yes. so that's the same concept for as a from thinking of it from a business owner perspective and not a consumer perspective. You want to be able to captivate their attention. And so in that hero section, I would definitely say to tighten up your messaging in what mm-hmm. you're trying to communicate to them. I would also say make sure that you have high resolution photos. Yes. Um, Amira is a stickler for that. Um, she will not. Um, build a website without high resolution photos, because that really helps a consumer determine whether or not this is a legitimate site. So when Mm -hmm. a brand comes to me and tells me that one of their values is trust, I immediately think about what is the messaging and visual identity that supports that messaging that they're putting out. And if your photos are, are low resolution, poor lighting, you're not really showing me is that makeup going to look good on me? Or is Mm -hmm. that skincare products going to be nice and um, as moisturizing as they claim, right? You got to show us that. And so I think that people lack uh, um, the import, uh, I'm sorry, people underestimate, let's see what I'm looking for. People (laughs) underestimate the importance of high resolution photos. And that's not just for the hero and the band. And that's for the entire website from start to finish. You want to make sure that everything is consistent. So working on that. And then I would say, yes, um, some other things are just not knowing what apps to integrate within the website that would allow it to be not only a high performing uh, site, because again, slow websites, nobody wants to be using a slow website. Um, but aside from that, other apps that allow the customer to really um, add more items or cross sell between items, it gives you an opportunity to um when, when you work with a designer, it gives you an opportunity to integrate in those um, those apps that really can help to boost um, mm-hmm. your numbers. So yes. those are some things I would say they should work on. And I totally agree with you when you said about the pixelated photos. Actually, that's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. I hate... And I say that with a lot of passion, <laughs> pixelated photos. I'm, I, I work so hard to capture a food item that we're selling at the restaurant or a specialty yeah. cocktail. Food and it, it's, so, it's so frustrating that you try to capture these photos because it paints the picture of your product. And it's so critical to make sure that it represents that through your marketing and your social media. And then when the photo uploads and it's pixelated, what did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah, I've deleted it and I have to start over again. So sometimes that does happen. There's some hiccups when, you know, when processing the photo or when you're uploading it that you can't control, but I'm a stickler for that. Yes. That's something that I try to maintain with consistency, like you said. That's, That's right. really, really important to have that. The, the photo needs to be crisp, clear, and it has to have good lighting. Because a poor lit and um, poor connection photo or video mm-hmm. can potentially make someone scroll past. Um, and because we, again, are in a digital world and this even matters offline, right? So your photos matter regardless because if you're going to be printing brochures or flyers or any mm-hmm. type of marketing uh, materials, you're going to want to make sure that everything is high resolution for your, your, your printers. But yeah, definitely really important. You don't want people to look over the message. You want them to be directly connected to it. 
Right. You got that right. So India, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. You're not just only a full-time entrepreneur, but a mom. And I love this about you. And I, and I'm just curious for those that are listening, including me, (laughs) how do you do it all? I don't have some super great, elaborate, nice um, explanation. (laughs) What I have is the reality of the matter. And that is, I have, um, I have a really good support system. Mm. I have a lot of really great people around me in my life, um, from mentors to family, to friends, to, um, just so many people, colleagues, I have great people around me. And I think that more so the ability to juggle all of the physical tasks, I think that um, the challenge is truly within the mental. And I have so many people around me in my life that continuously invest in my mental health. And what I mean by that is that every day they deposit happiness and joy and success and um, good good feelings um, within me. And that allows me to not um, really cower in the face of a challenge or um, to feel woe is me or Mm -hmm. um, to feel like I can't do this. Like, of course you can do this. You know, Amira said you could. Of course you can do this. And Randy said you could. Right. Um, You know, just those affirmations, I think, Mm -hmm. are really important importance, right? Mm -hmm. Affirmations are super huge and super important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what allows me to really be able to function. I remember after having my son, I think that I was going through a little bit of postpartum depression. And I think people Mm -hmm. don't talk about that enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was kind of affected by that. It affected my performance, right? It affected Um, the way that I felt about myself um, because I was getting used to being not just India anymore, but now I have a baby and he's so beautiful, so handsome. He's a sweetheart. His name's Lotus. I have him and um, there's so much um, that I want to accomplish right alongside of him as well. Um, And so that kind of brings me joy and inspiration as well. Um, so yeah, for me, motherhood has been really just, um, believing that it's possible to do it. I think that sometimes women look at, um, having a child and carrying their career, um, as something that is competing with each Mm -hmm. other. And I think we had a conversation the other day, Vincenza, Mm -hmm. where it's not, a, it's not competing with each other. It's simply mm-hmm. coexisting. Um, the same ways in which a, a woman or a man, right? This is the same thing for parent. I think it's parenthood, right? For mm-hmm. Motherhood. I think it's parenthood. Mm-hmm. I think that the same way that you invest in your, your business or your career, or your identity or whatever is of importance to you is the same way that you will, and you should, right? <laughs> invest in your, in the raising of your child and you, and you coexist with the two. It's not always going to be perfect um, because that's just not a reality with a toddler. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for that. That, that was important to me, that question. And I, and I'm sure many others listening or that will tune in even later because what's beauty about beautiful about a podcast, it'll always be there and people can always tune in and watch. And I think that question was just so important and powerful that I really wanted to ask for our listeners. So thank you for that. I agree. I definitely agree. Thank you. 
Uh, well, okay, India, we are running out of time. I'm looking at the well, time and I'm like, I could keep talking. Yeah, I could keep talking. Right, right. Yeah. I wish we could. Um, but India, I would love for our listeners and our viewers to be able to follow you. So why don't you share with us ways they can follow you or contact you or even maybe take advantage of your services that you offer? Absolutely. Thank you so much again. I had a great time on here. I felt so cozy within my skin, so comfortable. <laughs> you two are great hosts. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck on all your future endeavors with this show. This is a great show. It's a gem. It's a gem. Um, so for my social media, you can follow me on Instagram at India Sage, the brand on Facebook, India Sage. LinkedIn, India Sage, Twitter, <laughs> India Sage brand. Um, pretty much if you find one account, you'll find all of them because they're pretty much linked. Mm -hmm. And then if you are interested in creating a strategic and intentional plan for your business mm -hmm. and you need visual identity, you need a way to bring that vision to life, then you want to visit us at FF and I-S-M-A, that's going to be spelled F-F-X-I-S-M-A.com. And you want to visit us at our services section. First start there so you can learn a little bit more about what we do and what we offer. And then you can head to scheduling a consultation with us, which is absolutely free. Mm -hmm. We'll talk for 15 minutes to learn more about your goals and your pain points and really learn how we can be a solution to you and your business needs. So I'll see you guys soon. Wow. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much, India. Again, good luck. And I, I hope to see you soon. <laughs> Sooner than you think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I'll call you. <laughs> Perfect. All right, India, take care. <laughs> oh, wasn't she amazing? Yeah, yeah, I, I told you. Right? Right, right. I, I, I knew this was going to be a really good interview because she's so knowledgeable, yeah. so experienced. And okay. I, yes approachable and, and I mean, obviously beautiful and intelligent and just so accomplished, but so knowledgeable and experienced. And I felt that that she brings so much value. And I knew that this conversation was going to be valuable for many that are listening, because again, what she offers is, is in my opinion, is priceless because not only are, does she, she help you and guide you in putting together a marketing strategy for your business. It may be something if you wanted to do more personal branding. And, and she is the one to seek out to find help and, and educate yourself about ways of marketing your business or your personal brand. I believe this show is going to cost you. Oh. <laughs> well, well. I'm going to do it. Right, yeah. right. It looks like you're, you might be hired by Randy. <laughs> <laughs> India, thank you so much. And for everyone tuning in, I hope that you learned something today. I mean, I did. I'm always yeah. learning. Every conversation I have with India, I always learn something new. And that's right. the value of having her in your, in your space. So I'm, I'm very, we're very honored that we were able to have her on our podcast today. And, and for everyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. Make sure you stay tuned for our next Pronto podcast. Uh, we, I believe we will have the Delaware Breast Cancer Coalition yes. on and that they're actually near and dear to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to speak with them and I'm sure you are as yes. well. Yeah. All right. So everyone, thank you again. And pronto, Randy. Pronto, Vincenzo. <laughs>